Welcome to the Nimrod Outdoors podcast, where we challenge and equip men, husbands, and fathers to become the spiritual leaders of the home. Let's dive right in. It's time for war. Are you prepared to battle? This is more than a devotional. It's a training manual for the battleground to the spiritual war that is taking place on your family right here, right now. It's time to quit giving the enemy the rights to your family and step into battle with full vengeance. You can learn more about the hands of a warrior, a men's 30-day devotional at nimrodoutdoors.com. Well, what's going on, guys? It's M.A. Dozier with another Nimrod Outdoors podcast. And uh, man, it's kind of hard to believe this is episode number 26. So we have made it uh, a quarter of the way to 100. Um, I don't know how long it'll take us to get to 100. um, But uh, with God's uh, will and us continuing to move forward and what God has called us to do, um, man, we are excited about uh, the opportunity to present God's word and present... um, challenging thought uh, to men, husbands, and fathers on becoming the spiritual leaders of the home. Um, And today I want to talk about uh, being image bearers of Christ. Uh, And really what I find amazing is, is how much I learn from just being a dad and a father um, and how much my kids teach me about uh, God and his love and his mercy um, and just teach me about how Life is integral inside the gospel of Christ. Um, it's an amazing, amazing thing. And so um, as we dive into being image bearers, today's kind of podcast, you know, if you're a single man and you don't have kids, uh, you know, I hope you still find encouragement um, and challenge in this. Um, but really, this is kind of more focused on uh, the guys that have kids, the dads, the fathers. Um, and of course, we are all image bearers of Christ. If, if we call ourselves uh, Christians, if the Lord is living in us, then we are image bearers. Uh, but my direction and my focal point today is more towards what it looks like in raising our kids. Um, and I, I've tried to stay away from uh, being too specific on an audience. Uh, but today, man, the Lord's really just... Uh, just shown this to me and hit hard with me. Um, And so I'm going to present it. And if you're a a single man again, and uh, maybe you're not married, you don't have kids, maybe you're looking to have kids one day, Um, maybe you're looking to adopt or foster, Um, you know, those are awesome things. And those are all for the glory of God. And so I hope that every single person that listens to this can can gain something from it. Um, But my main focus is more towards um, fathers um, and their children. And so Really, this podcast, being an image bearer of Christ, kind of came from interaction with my oldest daughter, Ridgely. Um, she is six years old. And man, let me tell you what, our kids are very perceptive and they pick up on things and they do things. And I know in my own life, several different occasions, I've, I've <laughs> Ridgely's done something. And I'm like, where did you get that from? And uh, pretty quickly, I learned that she picked it up from me. (laughs) Uh, And, you know, not bad things, but, you know, just little sayings or, you know, kind of weird habits and stuff like that. And so this is kind of a story of that. But uh, I put put our kids to bed every night or try my best to uh, put them to bed. And I I lay with them and cuddle with them and I talk with them and I pray over them. 
Um, and my son, Matthias, who's four, normally uh, he's just a big cuddle bug and all he wants to do is snuggle. Um, and he generally falls asleep before I even leave the room. Uh, but Ridgely, on the other hand, uh, we have great conversations um, and she is 100% every single time I go to leave the room, she is still awake. And she's like, hey, daddy, I, I want to read books or, you know, I want to do this or do that. And we afford her that ability. Um, she's really good about putting herself to bed. But every time I leave, she gets up out of the covers and she says, Daddy, I, I want a hug. Um, and so I give her a big old hug, a big old embrace. Um, and just in the last, I'd say, two weeks, I've noticed that when I give her a hug, we have a big embrace and then she starts patting my back like three times. <laughs> and uh, I thought it was kind of weird at first and odd. Um, and then, you know, I'd leave. And then finally one night after she patted my back, I said, I said, Ridgely, I, I said, why do you pat my back? And uh, she said, because that means I love you. And I was like, oh, okay, like the hug doesn't mean I love you. Patting my back means I love you. And she goes, Daddy, you do it to me every night. Um, and man, I just sat there for a minute. I was like, I do. And we finished hugging. And lo and behold, I patted her back three times. And she said, you do it every night. Um, and it was something subconsciously, just kind of like at the end of the hug, I just patted her back and said, I love you. And I'd walk off. And so as a six year old girl, she picked up on that and she was wanting to tell her daddy that, you know, I love you and doing that through uh, the power of touch. Um, and so she was just imitating what I have done. Uh, in her life and showing her love. And so she was just doing it back. And so it's kind of a funny thing now. Like she pats my back every time I give her a hug now um, because that was something subconsciously I did. And I didn't even notice I was doing it. It wasn't something that I was like mindful of doing. It's just kind of one of those weird habits that you don't know. You kind of have a blind spot to. But originally my daughter had picked up on it. Um, and there's been several other things, um, you know, I'm trying to teach my kid good, good manners. And so, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. Uh, yes, sir. No, sir. And uh, originally got into a habit a couple months ago of when we'd tell her to do something, she'd go, yup, and just go do it. And I'm like, where did she get that from? But then I realized as Chelsea would ask me to do stuff or, hey, did you do that? I go, yup. And uh, she was picking that up from me. And so um, our kids look at us and they follow after us and they follow after what we do. And we, you know, they look at our image and they want to emulate that, whatever that image is. And, you know, that just dives right back into scripture as far as us being image bearers of Christ. And it really got me to thinking about, okay, if I have that much influence on my kids, just in my day-to-day -day life and things that I'm subconsciously doing, and that has that much impact on it. Like, what is the image in which my children are seeing through me? And, you know, Ephesians 4.24 says, And put on the new self created after the likeness of God and the trueness of holiness. And so are my kids seeing the image of Christ through my actions and through my life? Um, you know, Colossians, I mean, there's, there's a plethora of of, of scriptures about this. And I don't think we talk about it enough, but Colossians 3.10 says, and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge after the image of its creator. Um, Romans 8.29 says, for those he foreknew, he predestined to be conformed to the image of his son in order that he might be the firstborn among, among many others. Um, you know, when we talk about 
uh, what we were created to be and, and our creation. You know, I think a lot of times as men, uh, we want to be standalone individuals. We want to stand out. But at the end of the day, like we were created in the image of God. Genesis one twenty seven says, so God created man in his own image. And in the image of God, he created a male and female. And so at the end of the day, like, yeah, we may want to be standalone. We want to stand out. We, you know, I think that's a sense of pride in our lives. Um, and I'm not saying that that's, that's not a terribly bad thing. But at the end of the day, the image that we are projecting to others needs to be reflecting Christ, not reflecting the world, not reflecting our own desires, but reflecting Christ. And so really the question I have is to what standard do we hold ourselves as men? You know, what are the qualities and attributes we seek to immerse our lives with? Um, You know, I, I think we should all be asking this question because if we don't have standards, you know, like, or we don't have godly standards, like then we have no purpose in life. Um, and so the standard in which we are to strive for is found in the image of God. And, and what I find amazing is, is Jesus lays out that standard crystal clear in Matthew five forty eight. It says, be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly father is perfect. Well, here's the truth of the matter. None of us are perfect. We can't be perfect. We can't attain perfection. And that is why we need the supernatural uh, interaction of Jesus in our life. You know, that's why Jesus is necessary to our victory, because without his payment of blood on the cross, you know, we can never reach God's expectation. You know, perfection can never be found unless we surrender our lives to Christ. And then in that case, what happens is, is Jesus's righteousness, his imperfectness is imputed onto us. And so, that is the image in which we are supposed to relaying out to the world. But I'd say moreover, that is the image in which we are supposed to re- be relaying to our children. And our children need to know that we are flawed, imperfect individuals, and we are going to mess up and we're going to make mistakes. Like, it's not a perfect road that we walk, but because of Jesus in our lives, we can now be imputed with perfect righteousness. Um, and that's, that's a deep thought. And, you know, my six-year-old, my four-year-old, and, uh, you know, soon-to-be uh, nine-month-old Joey, like, those are things they can't understand. But what they can understand is how I live my life in front of them and how I point them daily back to Jesus is an important thing. Um, and as I've been wrestling with this this week and, and talking about this, I, you know, and thinking about it, I've kind of, it's been one of those things where, where am I spending my time and where are my kids seeing my time being spent? Like as, a, as an American male, like I'm very productivity mindset. I'm like, I got to get going. We've talked about this on this podcast. Like as men, we want to produce something. Um, and so like I was just talking yesterday in our small group at church, like, man, I got this mindset of like, if I don't work eight, 10 hours a day, like I'm, I'm useless, I'm worthless. But I don't, that is a, that is a social construct. Um, not saying that we need to be lazy, but getting outside of the social constructs of even just day-to-day life and saying, okay, Lord, what is most important today? And I'm going to move forward in that. Uh, and so for me, what are my kids seeing me being passionate about and pouring into the most in life. And if I look at my life, you know, I get up and I go to work every day and, you know, we're like, that's a good thing. It is a good thing. But are my kids seeing me 
have as much devotion in getting up and going to work to pay the bills is my devotion toward diving into God's word and speaking to them about Christ and speaking to them about what Jesus has done in their life. Do, do they see that same amount of devotion? You know, like I said, Ridgely picked up on a little thing of me just patting her back and she, she, she associated that with showing love. I didn't even know I was doing it. And so what are the small things in my life that I don't even know I'm doing? I have blind spots that might show the image of Christ and or not show the image of Christ because I'm too focused on paying the bills or getting stuff done. Or let's even talk about sports. Uh, let's talk about our sports teams. Football's just started up. You know, we're here in Georgia and UGA's going. Uh, University of Georgia's playing and it's like a madhouse. People are excited. People are posting on social media about UGA and they're having parties and they're wearing their bulldog stuff. And look, across the country, whatever your team is, is great. My question is, our kids are being brought up seeing us being so passionate about football or passionate about, for me, hunting or fishing or dads, us getting up and going to work. Like maybe we don't want to go to work, but yet we are dedicated to it. Are we showing the same dedication in our life and in our walk with, with Christ? And then even moreover, even if we are showing that dedication, are we showing our kids that dedication? And so I remember having a conversation with a buddy of mine from North Carolina and he was talking about how, you know, he would always go into his room at night after the kids were bed and open his Bible and do his devotion. So he was dedicated in that. Um, but the Holy Spirit conflicted him and he started pulling his Bible out and doing his devotions in front of his children in the house so they could actively see him in the word. And he said that the transformation in his house for his kids desire to get in the word was amazing. Like, he was devoted in being in the Word, but he, he was hiding it, you know, not not directly. Like, he wasn't saying, I'm not going to let my kids see this. It was just something he did out of routine. But bringing that into the light and allowing his kids to see him fervently getting in the Word and being devoted to the Word of God, they all of a sudden wanted to open their Bible and come to the table and start talking about the Word of God and start talking about life because they saw their father doing it. Um, men, listen, we, we are the greatest influencers in our children's lives. We, we do not understand the power and influence our lives have, and much less our words. Man, our words have the ability to build or destroy. And so how we talk to them and how we interact with them and how we love on them and just the simplest things like, in again, in Ridgely's life, just a simple couple pats on the back of her shoulder and here's the thing. Now she wants to do that to other people. Like she'll give my son Matthias a hug and pat him on the back. And she gives me a hug, and pats me on the back because she saw that and she's mirroring that, mirroring that in her life. And so are we mirroring the image of Christ? When people look at our life, when people look at who we are and what we do, what are we identified by? You know, in culture, we are so identified by what we do. What is the first question? You meet somebody new, you're like, hey, dude, what do you do for a living? It's like, oh, well, I'm a contractor, or I'm a CEO, or I'm a banker, or uh, I'm a, a car salesman, or, you know, we identify ourselves by what we do. But what if we start identifying ourselves as a Christ follower and saying, you know, I follow Jesus, and in the, in the pursuit of following Jesus, he's led me to 
be a contractor or he's led me to be a car salesman or a CEO or a banker. Um, but where do we really put our identity? Do we put our identity in the stuff of this world being successful, whatever that looks like? Maybe that's financial success. Maybe that's a title. Maybe that's, um, you know, whatever fuels our ego. Um, a lot of us get caught up in bearing the image of man, like, especially in the outdoor world, like, man, I'm, I'm the best hunter there is. I, you know, I always kill big deer or, you know, I'm the best fisher that fisherman there is. I'm, I'm always catching big fish. Uh, we put that on social media. Like I would, I would say this, I would challenge you to do this, go onto your social media. If you have it, some of us do not. Um, I do. Uh, and I, I would say a lot of, a lot of listeners here have social media, whatever platform that is. And I would say, give yourself an audit, go through your social media, and look at what you are posting on a daily basis. Just go go back over the past, let's say, 30 to 60 days and look at the image in which you are casting out to the world and what they see and how they would perceive it. Um, does it have anything to do with Jesus? Does it have anything to do with um, the salvation you have in Christ if you're saved? Um, what is the image in which the world is seeing you by and then magnify that by in which the lens in which your kids are watching are watching you. Um, I'm amazed, you know, it just blows my mind. Like um, I work in the maintenance uh, department at a campground. And so, you know, running a weed eater, running a mower, running a chainsaw, that's kind of daily life for me. And um, I was actually just in a uh, uh, basically tractor store, uh, Kubota tractor store the other day. Um, and they sell, I mean, they sell little cars like the, you know, big cars we used to drive around as kids with batteries. They, they make them look like tractors now, or they have little weed eaters for sale that literally all they do is look like a weed eater and you press a button and lights flash and it sounds like a weed eater or a chainsaw. And it got me thinking like, man, why are we buying this junk? It's pointless. It's useless. Like it doesn't even do anything. It just makes a sound and lights up. But then it just came clear to me like the world itself acknowledges in which the power we have in our children's lives because they are marketing a gadget or a toy so that the son or the daughter can be imitators of the dad in what he is doing and what he is working. Then, you know, the dad goes out, picks up a chainsaw, cuts a tree down. You know, little Johnny wants to put on his overalls, wants to grab his fake chainsaw that can't do anything but make a noise and go out there with his daddy and cut up the tree. Um, and even though that is a worldly thing and it's a materialistic thing, the world itself is onto something. It's onto something that scripture talks about. And that's the fact that we are the greatest influence in our children's lives for better or for worse. And so my thing is, is when I think about my life and I think about my, my children, my three children, like, do I want them to get out on, on, on the tractor with me and bush hog and cut grass and, and enjoy being outside and doing work. Like I want to teach my kids how to work. Don't get me wrong here. Like I want, I want my daughter to know how to change the tire or change the oil. I want my son to know how to do that stuff. I want him to know how to work hard and split wood and, and make, make a pot of coffee and all these things. I want them to know how to do that. But am I, showing them what it means to follow after Christ in my life? Am I showing them what devotion in the Word of God looks like? Um, 
And, you know, a verse that comes to mind is Galatians 5, uh, chapter 5, verses 23 to 23. And it says the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. And so if we are image bearers of Christ and the Holy Spirit lives in us, are these attributes the image in which we are showing the world? Or as men, are we just showing the world that you can be angry and gruff and, and go out and you know, work hard and, and make a lot of money and do these things, but it doesn't really matter who you step over or, or upset or frustrate. Um, you know, get yours and, and, and you know, don't worry about anybody else. That's kind of the culture in which we have today in materialistic things. But this is showing a different love and, and a different, different attribute of what we are called to be as men. Um, and so at the end of the day, like, listen to me, hard work is great. That is what we are called to be as men as providers and protectors. And so working hard is a great thing. But my question to you is, if you were going to, like, just like I said, give an audit of your life on social media, I would challenge you to give an audit of your life with your children. Maybe sit down. I, I don't know how old your kids are. You know, my daughter's six, my son's four. I guarantee you in simplistic ways, if I said, hey, describe your daddy to you, or, you know, what does your daddy do, or what does your daddy love? their responses will reflect so much more about the life we live in front of them than we could ever know. Um, and that's a good litmus test. But Ephesians, going back to Scripture, because ultimately that is the source in which we are called to be as men. Um, you know, I, I could sit here and talk and give opinions all day long, but let's go back to Scripture. In Ephesians chapter 5, verses 1 through 2, it says, Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children, and walk in love, just as Christ also loved, and you, gave, and you and gave himself up for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God as a fragrant aroma. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children, and walk in love, just as Christ also loved you. When we live out this life, and we are walking forward on a daily basis. What is the image in which we were reflecting to our wives, to our children, and to the world around us? You know, Paul even said in 1 Corinthians 11.1, 1, you should imitate me just as I imitate Christ. That verse right there is what I want to call out to my kids. Hey kids, hey Ridgely, hey Matthias, hey Joey. Imitate me as I imitate Christ. Is the image in which we are reflecting to our children that of Christ? Or is it of things of this world? Things that have no eternal significance. What are we reflecting to our children? What image do they see when they look at us on a daily basis? As always, stay humble, stay focused, and keep pressing. Y'all have a great week. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed the message. If you would like to learn more about the ministry of Nimrod Outdoors, find us on Facebook or look us up at nimrodoutdoors.com. We hope you have a great day, and we hope to see you next time.